Synergy Autism Podcast. So if you're a job coach, a parent, a university counselor, any of those things, and you have somebody, a young adult, or an adult of any age really, with autism who is seeking support or is needing support, I know that's different, and you're trying to figure out what is the best way to motivate this person or um, help them feel confident in joining you in the conversation. So there are one, two, three, four top things I'm going to share with you today. So the first one is allow processing time. This is usually the biggest one um, and one we forget to do and we have to be reminded of. And when I say processing time, what I mean is when you ask a question, I want you to learn to feel comfortable in silence with an attitude that you are listening and you're ready when they are. Um, sometimes people, when they're young adults, they haven't been given that time. So they have some habits built up that I just want to alert you on. So one is a lot of times people will say, I don't know. And if you take it as processing time, that that's their response because they're not used to getting processing time. So they say, I don't know, just to kind of get out of it. Or they might say no to get processing time. And so somehow letting them know that you value their opinion, you are asking for it, but you are going to give them time to process and think about it. Um, I don't point it out and say like, wow, you have autism, so you probably have a processing delay. I don't say that. But what I will say is, you know what? I value your opinion and I am here and I am happy to wait. I'd love to have you think about it for a minute. So I just ask them to, to try it. Um, so you might consider that. Another one is to narrow the field. So sometimes we ask questions of people in these situations of job coaching or um, uh, looking into uh, what classes you want to take, that kind of thing, where you might ask, what are you interested in? Or you might ask, um, what, uh, what kind of job do you want? Well, <clears throat> those seem like really good questions, and they might be to some people, but to people on the autism spectrum, that can be really overwhelming. And the reason why is because there are so many answers. So if you're a very literal thinker, like people with autism tend to be, you're going to think of the vast number of responses that are possible to that those questions and get stuck and not be able to filter and go, well, this is my answer. There's so much behind that. So if you narrow it down... And you just, you know, use that as kind of your strategy of, well, you know, what sounds more interesting to you, this or this? And you give them really specific um, choices, either two choices, three choices, four choices, whatever you can experiment with. But just narrowing the field of options, think of it that way, is going to help. Um, asking open-ended questions is really hard for somebody who is a literal thinker because they're going to think of the vast number of them. Okay, so we've got processing time and narrow the field. The next one is, um, let's see, making sure that you, they well, these are kind of combined. So have a similar outline each time you meet with the person. So, um, so if you have regular meetings with this person, which I do recommend because usually just one hour session is not going to be super helpful for somebody who needs to um, maybe take a little bit longer to trust you and learn that you are somebody who is going to um, make 
I mean, that you're really asking for their own unique responses and you really want to know. You may have to have, maybe that's a fifth one, I don't know, have multiple meetings um, to kind of recap and come back to what you're talking about and allow that thinking in between sessions. Um, but anyway, have a similar outline each session session so they know what to expect. And um, so if you always start with um, chit-chat, which... I also have to say that most people on the autism spectrum are not thrilled with small talk and chit chat. So you might just ask a specific question every time you start. Um, so I was asking, for example, in the start of mine, I would ask, um, give me one challenge and one um, celebration you've had since last time you talked. That was okay, but I just switched it recently to what have you been curious about since last time I talked? And it's been really interesting what I have gotten back has been really interesting. Um, some people have trouble answering and I have to say, no, I really am curious. I'm curious about what you're curious about. And it's okay if it's video game related, whether it's um, something you've read, something you have seen, whatever. I'm truly curious about what you have been interested in lately. So that's usually broken the ice. It's also being predictable before then getting into the hard stuff that you're trying to talk about because it is going to be hard stuff if you're talking about future independence or making choices those are commonly really hard right so breaking the ice with something and having it be predictable is going to help so um which leads me to um the fourth or the fifth one whatever you want to decide is previewing so making sure that the person knows what you are going to be talking about in your session is going to make that person feel a lot more confident um, anxiety almost comes hand in hand with autism or Asperger's um, and so you can just assume that somebody on the autism spectrum is um, kind of figuring out anxiety too. So if they know what to expect, it's going to bring their anxiety down specific or um, substantially. All right. So I hope those help. And um, I think only one more thing is kind of back down to back to the narrowing the field. Um, I just want to make sure you know not to ask yes, no questions. Hmm. So maybe I have six here. Sorry. <laughs> So back to the narrowing the field, don't narrow it so narrow that it's only yes or no because people on the autism spectrum are pretty used to saying no just to get that processing time I was talking about. Yeah, narrow the field, but don't narrow it, narrow it just to a yes, no. Or you, I slip into it all the time, just FYI. I'll start asking yes, no questions and go, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> because the answer will be no almost every time. Okay. So I'm going to recap real quick if I can. Um, allow processing time. When I mean that, when I, I don't think I said this, it's up to a minute. So count in your head, put a timer on something. So you really know you're waiting that long because it will feel like forever. Wait expectantly. Really show them with your body that you are listening. Watch them. Think about what they're thinking about and really watch. If they're still thinking about it, awesome. If they're not and you're, or you're not sure, ask them. Say, I'm not sure if you're still thinking about it or if you need me to re-clarify the question. Ask them. Um, so, and that's, that's processing time. A lot, narrow the field to specific options so that you're not open-ended, but don't narrow it so much that it's just yes, no questions. 
um, have a similar outline for each session that you have with this person. And I do recommend having multiple so that you can kind of shorter, short and sweet to gain the trust and avoid the anxiety kind of built up. Anyway, so you can have um, productive conversations. And the last one is previewing is what I call it, but letting them know ahead of time what your topics are going to be. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Bye. Synergy Autism Podcast.